Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off. bluenile.com code LISTEN. G'day guys, Ryan and Tommy here from the Supercoach 365 podcast. Team List Tuesday, biggest day of the year. We can't wait to get stuck into all of that. We've had a quick look with plenty of fresh faces in these teams. Teams hoping to get off to a fresh start in season 2022. Absolutely, man. If you want to get off to a fresh start at home, there's no better way to do it than with Manscaped. Now, mate, in the past, taking a shaver or a razor down to the crown jewels, mm. it's been a risky game. Riskier than taking a chip and chase in the first tackle, you wouldn't do it. No. Like uh, captaining Charlie Staines at Amy Park against the Melbourne Storm, you just wouldn't do it. Now you see here, Manscaped, they've jumped on board, proud partners of the Supercoach 365 podcast. They've just brought out their performance pack 4.0, of course, featuring the Lawnmower 4.0, the very latest in below the waist grooming, waterproof. Take it in the shower, do your business, as well as this, the electric nose and hair trimmer, the Weed Whacker. On top of that, you've got a toner, you've got a deodorizer, you've got underwear, you've got a travel bag to put it all into. How do we get involved? Yeah, 20% off for listeners of the Supercoach365 podcast. Just type in this code here, SCAPE365 at the checkout. You'll find the link in the description here below this video or at our Instagram bio. We can't wait to uh, get stuck into this podcast, of course. And thanks to Manscaped, your balls will thank you. A fresh start in season 2022. Tommy, get into the podcast. Coming out of his beat six and seven. Tom DeBoyvich has been an eight. Oh, wow. No, no, no. Well, here we are. We've been gibbering on for, it seems like months on end now. Ryan and Tommy back. The biggest day of the Supercoach season without fail. Team list Tuesday. Tommy, a massive day to kick us off. I'm very excited about this one. Absolutely, mate. It really is the start of the season today, isn't it? We've said a few times that this is probably the most important day of the Supercoach year and all 16 teams being announced today obviously we saw one big omission which we'll get to in a sec but yeah very exciting mate talk about the uh, no such thing as a slow news day in the NRL at the best of times let alone on teamless Tuesday uh, you mentioned some news there let's not uh, beat around the bush of course the man you're talking about Nathan Cleary he's out now we've sit here for a couple of weeks saying that he'd play sort of I guess a little bit in hope we were saying that as well I know he's just such a competitor. I thought he'd do everything in his powers to be there for round one. But obviously the Panthers playing the long game, they don't want to risk their star's health in the first week. Yeah, it's probably a smart play from Penrith, really. Comps aren't one in March, obviously, so they don't want him to, you know, re-injure something where he doesn't have to play. But I must admit, I'm surprised uh, 
we didn't hear about this sooner. Apparently going to be out for at least three to four weeks. Um, but up until today, it was kind of hoping that we'd play on Thursday. So they obviously kept that pretty quiet. But it's going yeah. to send obviously shock waves through the uh, through all super coaches. Incredible, isn't it? There's no secrets in rugby league except this one. I remember that a couple of episodes ago we said, what is the best and worst kept secrets in rugby league? Maybe this is one of the best ones because, uh, yeah, you and I, I mean, a lot of others as well, thought that uh, Cleary would be there round one, not to be the case. Uh, other news around halfbacks missing for round one, I guess confirmation that Adam Reynolds won't be there for the Broncos as well. But I guess we sort of expected that. He was in, then he was out, then he was in, then he was out. So now he's out. We know come Friday night he won't be there against his old club, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Yeah, it's disappointing to see. I think it detracts a little bit from that game. Obviously, Reynolds coming up against his former club would have been awesome to see. And, geez, don't the Broncos need someone mm. like Adam Reynolds? I think it could be a long night for them on Friday. Yep, we'll get into all of the teams and all of the games very, very soon. I guess uh, one more point on team list before we dive into... Uh, a couple of other housekeeping items, and then we get into the teams, of course. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen, there for round one. Of course, there were some questions around his fitness and his availability, but he's going to be there in his familiar number one. So a chance for Pappenhausen to come out on Saturday night and, and make a statement and, and, I guess, put himself in the combination, in the conversation, rather, of Tom Travojevic and James Tedesco. Yeah, it's one less headache now for our super coaches. I know a lot of them were running with Teddy and Paps at the start of the year, and there was big question marks over Paps, obviously, coming into this week, but he's been named, thankfully, and a game against the West Tigers looks a pretty good fixture to kick off. It does. Uh, we'll get into that. That one's Saturday night at uh, Combank Stadium, Parramatta. So I guess a neutral venue of sorts, the West Tigers up against the Melbourne Storm. We mentioned big news, Tommy. A couple of big news items, I guess, on our own front here. Uh, we've partnered up with Top Tippers, and I guess the uh, the interest, the popularity in our overall group code has it's surged on the back of the news because we'll put it up on the screens here now. You see there, prize money up to $500 from $100 thanks to Top Tippers. Code remains the same. So if, if you've already joined previously, uh, as we've promoted this in recent weeks, don't have to do a thing. You're already in the running. More than a 1,000 people have now jumped on board thanks to Top Tippers. That's for first place. Second place will uh, grab an a NRL jersey of their uh, whatever they choose as well. So uh, great to have top tippers on board. And uh, how about that incentive? $500 now, free to play. Absolutely. I think we've been saying for many weeks now, just get involved for $100 or whatever we were saying. But yeah, it's really up the game, hasn't the top tippers have come to the party. And yeah, now it's a really great incentive to play. Obviously, if you want to try and, like I said last week, if you're looking at our teams and thinking they're not much good, join the league, try beat us because I'm sure you'll be able to. And yeah, big reasons to $500 is a great amount. Yep, free to play, more than a 1,000 people in it, as we've already said. And while we're on the uh, subject, the topic of top tippers, we've put together this tipping comp as well, $500, another $500. Very generous, Dean and top tippers. We might have catch up with Dean a little bit later in the podcast. We're trying to get him on for a chat. Uh, $500 to the winner. Again, a second place getter will get an NRL jersey of their choice. To get involved, just simply download the top tippers app available at the App Store or via Google Play. Search Supercoach365 listeners. That's where you'll find our competition. Or simply just go on our Instagram bio, click the link in there, uh, take on Tommy and I. And uh, at this point, there's only about 40 other people in it. So again, a pretty good chance of winning 500 if you fancy yourself tipping against Tommy and I. Yeah, the odds aren't too bad there. And the benefit of this competition, 
as opposed to other tipping comps is obviously that it goes off the betting prices and the odds by top sports. So a good example is this week, the Roosters, I think you get 1.2 points if you tip them and they win, whereas mm. the Knights, if you tip them, you get about four points. So it kind of makes uh, each game a bit more of a decision rather than just having an obvious favourite. Yeah, not the old head-to-head where you pick the favourites and eventually get to the point in the back end of the year where you're playing to survive and not necessarily to thrive. And of course, Tommy, before we dive into the podcast, it'd be remiss of us not to mention we made our acting debuts on the weekend, as you've seen there at the at the front, and not even acting, I guess, speaking from the heart, because truly, <laughs> Manscaped, they've jumped on board. You see it here, the Lawnmower 4.0. This is uh, the ball deodorant. I know you've tried that out. You've given that a good rub in. Um, great to have Manscaped on board. And of course, as uh, you saw in the intro there, use the code SCAPE365 at the checkout to kick your season off in the right way. Tommy, speaking of the season kicking off, let's not waste any more time. Penrith and Manly, Thursday night, season opener. Uh, the defending premiers up against one of the most surprised packets from season 2021. But the big news is... The general, the playmaker, the captain, Nathan Cleary, the super coach popular pick as well, he's not going to be there. Yeah, bitterly disappointing, really. Uh, I think I had him in my team for two months now and obviously had to make some big changes with him. He's not just out this week, they think in three to four weeks. So it's a pretty bitter blow for the amount of people who owned him. Uh, Sean O'Sullivan comes in, he's, he's a solid player, but he's no Nathan Cleary, is he? No, again, you use that word solid, steady, another one, I guess it puts extra pressure and... I guess an emphasis on what Jerome Luai does there down the left. In terms of other team news in, in this game, I guess confirmation around uh, Tago or Dungo playing down the left side with Brain To'o. And Charlie Staines wins out in that right wing spot ahead of uh, Jennings, Robert and Taylor May as well. So I guess we were, we were again, sort of hoping that it would be uh, May or Jennings purely at their price. And Staines, I guess, given what we saw from him last year, Probably not a viable option in this Panthers side, especially now without Cleary going down that right edge. No, I think May and Jennings would have both been probably better op- options for super coaches. I think Staines, like you said there, has proven over the last two seasons he's not a great super coach player. If he doesn't score, he, he could, he's lucky to score 10 points. So not a great option there. Uh, for Manly, their side looks pretty strong. Ola Kowatu, surprisingly, is in. A lot of people thought he was going to be out. Uh, Ethan Bullimore is maybe a little cheapy starting in the 2RF uh, and the popular cheapy at only 175k uh, cooler, the speedster, he gets number 14 spot on the bench. Yeah, I'm going to say off the top here, I think either Martin Tapao or Olakawatu, I don't know, I just I find it hard to believe that they'll both play, maybe one will, but particularly Olakawatu, that injury, uh, NRL physio had it down as a four or six week injury. Excuse me, that only happened two weeks ago. So, again, it's a recurrence of his injury. You speak of clearly not playing around round one. I'd just be a little bit surprised if Ola Kawatu steps out, maybe more so than Tapao. Uh, you mentioned Cooler there. Yeah, great. He gets in at that uh, cheap price, 177 is it? 175000 one of the two. I have the feeling, though, that if he's playing that 14 role, particularly only while uh, Dylan Walker is out injured as well, it could be a little bit of a trap. And I know there's going to be incentive there, and I guess uh, you know people are going to rush towards Cooler because you mentioned there his speed and the hype around that. But I think that could be a real trap because then suddenly he becomes a real deterrent if you are trying to loop your captain's score and he's coming on for a couple of minutes and not doing a hell of a lot. No, you are right. He's He could only get 10 minutes on Thursday night and get 10 points or five points. So, And Dylan Walker does come back in a few weeks, and he's pretty much got that 14 spot locked down. I suppose the upside... 
or the other way of looking at it is if Cooler kills it and then maybe he could usurp either Brad Parker or Morgan Harper in the centres perhaps, but mm. yeah, wait and see. Otherwise, Liam Martin wins out in the back row. We kind of expected that, replacing the departed Kurt Capel. Probably not too much else to mention there from the Supercoach lens. Um, goal kicking maybe goes to Steph Crichton, I think, without Cleary there. So again, uh, dual position is Crichton. If you're playing a pod play, then maybe he's the one to uh, to go towards. Now, Tommy, uh, I guess the next point here, Friday night, the early game, Canberra-Cronulla, this one down at the uh, GIO Stadium in Cronulla. Can you tell me, you've watched the Raiders play footy for 25-plus years. You've watched them back to front, inside out. Who is James Schiller? I've never heard of him. Supercoach hadn't heard of him at 4 p.m. this either, uh, this afternoon either. You couldn't find him, mate. Honestly, I, I'm the same. I, maybe I've heard the name once, but no idea here. Um, we had Jared Croker, Seb Chris, Xavier Savage looking out for one of them to fill a spot, and it's gone to James Schiller. Like you said, the Supercoach guys had to put him in this afternoon, so no doubt he's going to be a popular cheapie. And yeah, I don't know much about him. He's hoping he's a gun. I've had a look at his, um, and again, I was prompted almost by, but I was like, who is this guy? Um, jumped on YouTube. He looks a, a real promising type. He was playing a lot of wing for uh, the St. George Illawarra Dragons side in the New South Wales Cup in the past couple of years. He's a tall fella, can hit a hole, can set up his outside man as well, or in the case when he was playing centre, he's outside man with his winger. Uh, you mentioned those names there, the players he's beaten out. Jared Croker, club veteran, goal kicker, played at the club for more than 10 years, this young kid must have a bit of go about him. Yeah, he must be trading the house down, honestly, because like you say there, Croker's a club legend, albeit obviously not at his best these days, and Savage has had a huge boom on him, and he, he still can't get in the team with Rapana out as well, so I think Seb Chris has COVID, so that might explain that one, but yeah, very uh, surprising selection. Another youngster for Canberra, Brad Schneider, uh, expected to kick the goals without Croker being there so he he's yep. going to be another real popular cheapie at the halfback slot of course uh, as well as all the team news we're going to reveal our teams at the back end of the podcast as well so don't go anywhere for that one <laughs> yeah, I dare say Schneider's going to figure in both of our teams I haven't seen yours yet uh, I'll bring it up later but I dare say he will, he'll be there because um, at, at, purely at the price we saw this with Sam Walker last year you almost have to have him obviously we're going to get back to Cleary at some point uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, he's back sooner rather than later. You have to go towards these cheap options in those positions where you are having one standout gun. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like I said, that the goal kicking is probably the biggest ace up his sleeve because a rookie half, he may struggle to score points as a super coach, but if Canberra is scoring some tries, he's going to be getting the free points as a goal kicker. Yeah. Uh, for the Sharkies, pretty settled team pretty much what we expected maybe Ronaldo playing in the centers is a little bit of a surprise but yeah overall a strong looking side for the Sharks this looks like a team that will challenge for finals footy and I know you've been big on them the preseason to finish top four uh, you take out Wilton and you sub in the captain in Wade Graham and then obviously bringing in guys like McInnes when he's back and fit as well uh, it looks a real settled team. Moylan and Hines paired together the first time. We haven't seen Moylan in the preseason. So a watch on that as well. For the Sharks, obviously, uh, Dale Finucane will captain this weekend. And they're carrying four middles on the bench. One of them, Supercoach cheapy popular pick, Andrew Fafita. So there will be questions around his minutes, but purely at his price, named in the jersey 17. I, I think you just have to almost go towards Fafita. I, I'm going that way anyway. Yeah, he's such a... A well-known name, big name. I think he'll be in a lot of teams. Uh, 
the guy you mentioned before, Teague Wilton, filling in for Wade Graham, he actually doesn't score that badly in Supercoach. If he can play some minutes, yeah. it could be a real cheap pod if you, if you need to fill a gap there, maybe. I say four middles on the bench, obviously, Sifa Talakai there. He, he ha- can play on an edge, but I don't know if they'll use him like that because Wilton has a big motor. Uh, maybe they just play him through the middle. He, he's solid enough. Talakai, that is. Uh, otherwise, I guess for the Raiders, uh, Adam Elliott on the bench. Is that a surprise for you, Tommy, as a Raiders fan? Obviously, probably one of the more high-profile signings over the summer. Perhaps Jamal Fogarty aside, but he can't crack this first 13. Yeah, we have a lot of forwards, to be honest. I'm not too surprised. I think the best forward from a supercoach point of view for Canberra would be Corey Harawira Naira. He gets the start in the 12 jersey. And in the past, I think anyway, when he started, he scored pretty well. So I'd be going towards him if you were looking at any Raiders prospects. Yep, good advice from a man who knows Raiders better than most others. Otherwise, yeah, probably not too much. And we'll get into our tips a little bit later as well. So stay tuned for uh, for that. If you are tipping with us, top tippers, or if you're having a play with Top Sport on the weekend, uh, we'll give our opinions on each of these matches towards the back end of the podcast. Next game on Friday night, the main game, or what was should have been a blockbuster. Uh, Adam Reynolds not there, of course. But I guess some interesting picks, particularly in the Broncos' back line. Yeah, well, there's a few. Obviously, Reynolds out. I think we're, they're going with Albert Kelly and uh, who's their seven? Billy Walters. <laughs> oh, Billy Walters. Yeah, so Kelly will play seven. Walters six. Yeah, it's it's, it's ugly looking halves. Let's be honest. And then Jermaine Sarko betting out Selwyn Cobo at fullback. I think surprised a few people because Cobo was kind of coin, uh, penned in to be there. So yeah, yeah. Look, I don't know. Um, Drury's out on the Broncos spine already. I don't mind. Conversely to that, I don't mind Osaka at one. I think he is a better winger, don't get me wrong. I'm surprised more so about Corey Oates being in the team. We haven't seen him, and I guess from what we saw last year with Kevy and, and the Broncos even, Corey Oates was absent for a large part of the start of the season and, and obviously throughout the middle part as well. I thought it would have been Cobo at, at fullback and uh, perhaps Osaka on one wing, Jordan Pereira on another. <laughs> Pereira's not there as well. So another super coach cheap is someone that we were keen on. He's not there. Uh, for the Rabbitohs, though, Blake Taff in Latrell's jersey one, just keeping that warm while Latrell's fighting his teammates. Paulo and Graham in the centres, and then obviously all eyes on the halfback, Lachlan Ilias, who makes his NRL debut. Well, sorry, rather, his season debut. He's made one game, but this is his real chance as, as the starting half to, to step up in the post-Reynolds era. Yeah, definitely. It feels like his debut pretty much uh, this week. It will be very interesting. I got another cheapy who have a high ownership Blake Taff another one it'll be interesting to see what he does come next week once Latrell is back he's probably going to have that jersey 14 which kind of does hurt his prospects uh, but yeah they look like they have a really solid team and uh, pretty settled so I know we're doing tips later but I'm pretty sure he'll be tipping there Broncos forwards interesting as well uh, Palacio named to start in the front row Jake Turpin holds out Corey Pakes at dummy half so another cheapy goes uh, begging there Otherwise, Kurt Capel, Ricky in the back row, and Pat Carrigan locking the scrum. I like that. I think, I know, we had our draft on Friday. We won't spend too much time on that. But I was big on Carrigan. I think he was so good for them in 2020, a tough year for the club. But he is a real leader back there in Jersey 13, and he lines up against South's leader in Cameron Murray. So, otherwise, uh, yeah, we'll get into our tips a little bit later. But I guess given what we see there from the Broncos, it is going to be hard to side with the home side. Saturday afternoon, Saturday, uh, Super Saturday, of course. The first game, the Sydney Roosters back at home, back at the SCG, a place they love to play up against the Newcastle Knights. 
We mentioned a couple of halfbacks to start the show with Cleary and Reynolds. Big news today around Sam Walker that he will take the goal kicking, but he's going to wear number six. So what are we reading to that with Luke Cleary taking the seven? Yeah, probably not reading too much into it. I'm sure they'll just pick a side of the field each and stick to it. But yeah, well, I think everyone probably had Sam Walker in seven and Kerry in six. Um, and the goal kicking, like you say, is a big, big plus for Walker. I think maybe if Adam Kieran had made the team, he would have got it. And people also talking about Momorowski being an option. But yeah, Sam Walker, that's a big, uh, big lift for him in super coach lens. I think Billy Smith was the story of the day for the Roosters. Um, I was really keen on him all preseason, and he didn't play in either of the trials, so it kind of seemed like he was going to miss out, but he's been named. Yep, you'll be on him. I'm not. Um, purely for... I just I haven't seen it, but anyway. I don't think he's... I was going to say, I don't think he's super coach relevant. I think purely at his price he is, but I won't be playing with him. Uh, I think it's probably more damning for Suwali. Now, I know Suwali's injured, but it... Nagama's there as well. Nagama's an option. So I think even Nagama would probably be ahead of Suwali. So suddenly Suwali's two injuries away from, from figuring, it looks like anyway. Uh, otherwise, for the Roosters, Lindsay Collins starts. So uh, I know plenty of super coaches might look towards the Lindsay Collins there coming back off the ACL, expecting some more minutes. What do you make of this night side, Tommy? It's probably what we expected. I guess the surprise amongst all of it is that uh, Daniel Saifidi won't be there in the front row. Yeah, that's a blow they really didn't need, given that they've already had, you know, Jaden Bradley missing and a few other disruptions. Um, it's what we expected, yeah. Um, Kurt Mann, I think we knew he was going to get the start in the 13, but yeah, I'm surprised Mitch Barnett only gets a spot on the bench. I know he's been fairly popular in Supercoach in the past, but obviously not this year, getting limited minutes, I guess. Yeah, and that's, I guess, the, uh, the shock to everyone, really, why or how he doesn't get a start. Fitzgibbon, I think he's he's handy enough. I mean, he's probably not one of the more dynamic back rowers, but he, he is a try scorer down that left side. Ponga has a good combination with him as well. But anyway, I think maybe the fact he's the son of uh, the major sponsor. Um, is it Mark Fitzgibbon? Anyway. Uh, I was going to mention it. I didn't know if you were going to. <laughs> Nepotism. Perhaps. We've seen a bit of that already this year. We're only just at round one. Anyway. Anyway, on the bench, I guess, Drew Hutchinson in 14. Important to say that, that he's still in the mix, even though he's not starting in the halves. But he will bring on, I guess, uh, he couldn't play six, seven, nine at a pinch. But he beats out Kieran. What do we make of that? Yeah, I'm not too surprising. I think they're just biding their time till Verrills comes back next week. And then Watson will be in the 14, I'd say. He's similar body, sort of Hutchinson to Watson. So yeah. I think Hutchinson's just there for one week, really. A little bit disappointing. Daniel Saluka for feeder. I uh, had... I was really impressed with him after the trials. I thought he'd turn the corner, named in Jersey 19. Yeah, Nagama, we've mentioned him, Jersey 18 as well. So a couple of these these guys, not completely out of the picture, but uh, not there in the starting side for round one. Next up on Saturday, the uh, New Zealand Warriors at the sunny coast. They welcome the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Pretty much what we expected from the Warriors, bar maybe Viliami Valia, who gets a start in the centres. So another Supercoach cheapie that we can uh, tap into there. Absolutely, yeah. He'll be obviously very popular. I think he's only 205,000 and he gets the spot, beating out a few decent names at centre. Uh, your man, Rocco Berry, obviously highly touted by yourself. I don't know if you've ended up with him or not, but he'll be getting a run. Uh, Eli Katoa also getting a start. He's been tipped up a big preseason apparently, so he's another one to watch. Bunty R4 starts in Jersey 10. Obviously, Matt Lodge suspended and 
Another one of those Supercoach-relevant names, Aaron Penne on the bench, Jersey 16. For the Dragons, Talatau Amon will start in the halves alongside Ben Hunt, Tyrrell Sloan at fullback, Cody Ramsey on the wing. Uh, Aaron Woods partners Blake Laurie in the starting front row for the Dragons, which means I think George Burgess and maybe even Tarek Sims notable omissions here. Yeah, quite big omissions. Well, George Burgess maybe not, but Tarek Sims definitely thought he would get a spot in this team, but must admit I, I tipped the saints for the spoon a few weeks ago but this actually this team doesn't look too bad to be honest with you if they play at the best of their ability they might they might actually beat a few teams this year of course probably the the biggest super coach news out of it all is that we are or that we will see you and a can line up in the back row which uh, is big for all of those people who have drafted him especially thinking that he's center wing eligible and going to be churning out uh, big scores in the back row that is what we are going to see hopefully from you and Aiken uh, from a super coach sense we already alluded to the game on Saturday night out there at uh, Combank Stadium formerly Bankwest Stadium Parramatta Stadium that is uh, West Tigers a rare home game out there against the Melbourne Storm the big name for the Storm Ryan Pappenhausen jersey number one and I guess a surprise of sorts Nick Meany jersey six just keeping the slot warm for Cameron Munster he'll be back in round two yeah thank god Ryan Pappenhausen is playing, to be honest. It would have been another hour of chopping and changing today if he didn't play. Uh, but, yeah, that's great to see because, uh, really, there's a lot of big names missing for the Storm this week, so it's good to see one of them is playing. Uh, Nick Meany in six. Interesting watch. I don't know. Could he be this year's Nico Hines? I think we discussed this last week, but he gets a good shot at it to begin with. Uh, Josh King playing lock. He'll be a big, big cheapie, I think. 250K starting lock for Melbourne. One to watch. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just on Meany, I, I was actually surprised, to be honest, that that he is named in the halves. I think it's probably a little bit more of an interchangeable role these days, six and one, one and six. We've seen halves and go from fullback or fullbacks going to the halves. I've never seen Nick Meany play in the halves. For the Knights in New South Wales Cup or uh, even his time in first grade at the Bulldogs. So Nick Meany in the halves, I think he's a great footy player. I've got big wraps on him, but uh, I'm interested to see how he goes defending you know, three in. Uh, Jerome Hughes there in Jersey 7. Probably the forgotten man amongst all this halfback chat. But what are we doing with Hughes? Where does he sit in this pecking order, especially now that Cleary won't be there round one? Yeah, well, I won't spoil it for my team reveal, but I was pretty keen on him if Cleary was out. Um, I don't know. I do think the only negative against him is maybe, other than this game, I think the Storm have... Souths and then the Eels. I don't think it's the easiest start to the year. They do their draw does definitely open up after that. But um, yeah, no, he you can't knock anybody who picks Hughes because he's been a rel- a reliable scorer now for a couple of years. And then obviously, speaking, you mentioned this man's Nico uh, this year's Nico Hines around around Meany, but similarly priced Hines and Hughes, and obviously Hines has the goal kicking. So if you were thinking between the two, and without giving too much away, but if you were going to go between those two, especially because I know some will, you'd probably lean towards Hines at the Sharks or Hughes in the what you looks a better Melbourne Storm side. Yeah, it's touch and go, isn't it? Hines obviously the goal kicking, and we're pretty keen on the Sharkies, but you know you're going to get, you know what you're going to get from Melbourne. There's no risk there at all. So it depends if you want to risk it or just uh, play the safe option, I guess. Yep, next game here, uh, rounding us out, or rather that game rounds us out on Super Saturday. First game on Sunday, the Eels back at Combank, so two games back-to-back at Parramatta. They welcome the Gold Coast Titans, this Titans side, Tommy. There's plenty of youth, a little bit of experience amongst it as well, but 
they are the outsiders in this game, but I like what I see from the Titans. I'm expecting plenty of points this year. Maybe not this weekend in Sydney's wet, but this team definitely has points in it. Definitely have points. It'll just be whether they can defend or not. Because last year, I don't know, I feel like a lot of their games were 30 all or something like that. They were a great attacking team, but they just couldn't D up. But they're only my only knock on them is they're such a young team. Like you look yeah. across their side and there's no real in that starting 13 especially there's no real old head maybe isaac liu is but other than that they're probably all under 25 maybe other than corey thompson yeah we'll have to break out the uh, excel spreadsheet and work out the average age for the uh Parramatta Eels, though i guess uh, a settled team a team that we're probably expecting to challenge the the competition heavyweights this year whether they come out on top in those games this really looks like their last real shot at a title for some time because a lot of these names are moving on. Ryan Madison off contract, obviously Reed Marnie obviously on, on his way out the door as well. Papali'i going. I don't know. It just has a feeling about this year for Parramatta. It has that sense of timing, doesn't it? Kind of similar to how we spoke about Souths in the preseason last year, kind of being the last year of their premiership window. I'm not really buying into it personally, but I do understand why people are saying it. I could completely be wrong about that. What do we make of Ryan Madison playing at lock in this game? I'm not sure if it's because Nathan Brown is still injured or not, but I think yeah. it could honestly help his scoring playing a lock. Could. Uh, he's one of those players that is... Uh, I mentioned that at the top there, those back rowers that aren't so dynamic. He probably is one that fits into that category. Not type an Angus... Or sorry, not quite an Angus or a Fafita type, but he is a try scorer by his nature. I don't know. Will that be dented in the middle? Is he a big worker? Would we prefer to see... Uh, Papa Lee on an edge, uh, rather through the middle, and Madison on an edge. I don't know. I'm not playing with either of them um, to give that secret away. But you're a big fan of Maddo. Would you prefer him damaging running at a half or running through the, the tough stuff in the middle? Yeah, I don't know. I, this is a different role for him. I don't think we've seen him play this more ball-playing role for a while. I think when he was back at the Roosters, he might have played 5 eighth a little bit. So... Maybe he's winding back the clock a bit more. Um, I, I don't know. I think once Nathan Brown comes back, well, he's named in 18, Nathan Brown, so maybe he's fit. Mm -hmm. So that's a surprise to not see him in that 17. I'm, I'm really not sure. We did see Madison wear the 13 in one of the trials. I think it was that Panthers trial where they uh, put on a clinic out there at the Panthers Stadium. So, I mean, we know he's a class player. He's been in Origin squads. He's been knocking on the door of rep footy for some time. Change of role. Maybe it just reinvigorates him a little bit because last year, even though as good as he was, maybe there was times where he kind of faded in and out of games and, and wasn't at his best admittedly. So Ryan Madison, Jersey 13. Uh, we'll get to our tips a little bit later. I think we spoke of a little bit of the wet there. It's going to play a real role this weekend, isn't it, Tommy? The the amount of rain we've had in Sydney. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't think it's meant to rain as much come the weekend, but the amount we've had you know, the last two weeks, I can't imagine these fields are going to be bone dry um i think they're going to be some wet weather games and that obviously impacts supercoach scoring a bit but it probably evens itself out if, if you know all the teams are playing in the same conditions yep uh last game of the week on sunday sunday night uh, maybe a dry track up there in townsville the cowboys up against the new look bulldogs for the cowboys their rookie two rfs in lukey and nanai uh, popular supercoach options there as well uh, Townsend will partner Dearden in the halves. Scott Drinkwater thereabouts, but not in the halves or in, in his preferred position. Uh, otherwise, uh, for the Bulldogs, the interesting one, I, I guess, from the back line that we've predicted in the preseason, Aaron Shoup misses out and Braden Burns gets a start in the centres. 
Yeah, I saw a lot of uh, Twitter was kind of in uproar. The Dogs fans this afternoon, they really wanted Aaron Shook in. I so did I. I thought he was quite good last year. I suppose Braden Burns has uh, performed well at Souths in the past, so perhaps he's been training well uh, with Trent Barrett there. I don't know. Uh, this game, I know it's round one and it's hard to bet anyway, but geez, how, how do you pick a winner here? <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's a lottery. Toss a coin and hope. Uh, we'll get it to some odds and our best bets a little bit later on in the podcast uh, via topsport.com.au, of course. But uh, I guess for the dogs as well, Kyle Flanagan, Jersey 24. I guess his, his career is really going south at a fair rate of knots for uh, in the back row, rather. Hetherington moves to an edge and Pangai Jr. there, Josh Jackson locking the scrum. So Jacko through the middle, he's a good option, I feel for Supercoach because you know he's going to play big minutes he gets through his work we're going to be talking about Josh Jackson in a couple of weeks when he's pumped out a couple of scores of 65 70 plus yeah it's funny he's probably just escaped my radar but you're right like looking at his numbers from the last few years he he does a great job and you know revitalize this year maybe with new players in the team he could go well I just quickly on the Cowboys as well Lukey and Nanai both both really unheralded players, both starting in that uh, in the second row slot. I guess they're both ones to watch going forward. Uh, could have big careers ahead of them. Yeah, they do fall into that category of that explosive, that dynamic try-scoring back rower. They uh, can bust the tackle. They can break a line. Uh, Jason Tamalolo, Jersey 13. Ruben Cotter in 14. So that answers that question. Will Tamalolo move to prop? No, he won't. I guess for anyone who, who owns Reese Robson particularly around draft, because I don't think we'd be playing with him in classic. Jake Granville, he's not been named anywhere near, well, rather, Jersey 18, but right down the bottom of the reserves list. Do you breathe a sigh of relief if you're owning Robbo? I know personally I do, because that's the question around how does Gilbert, uh, Cotter, and Granville, and obviously Robson, fit into this rotation? They can all play that similar sort of role through the middle. Yeah, I think definitely happy that Granville is in there if you own Robson, because Granville was direct replacement for Robson really but yeah Cotter could maybe come on and replace Tamalolo perhaps don't know too much about Tommy Gilbert but yeah I definitely think it's a it's definitely a bonus not having Granville there anyway yeah definitely and obviously he he played fullback last year he played center at times he is versatile Granville but I think it's time for the Cowboys particularly you look at their back row they're looking towards the future maybe it's time that they uh you know, thank Granville for his services. Obviously, very good in that premiership, but that was seven years ago now. So, uh, that's it for the games. Uh, stay with us. We're just going to have a quick break. On the other side of the break, we're going to reveal our teams. We uh, updated them last week, and I tell you what, there's been plenty of updates since. Having a bet on sport this week? Top this. Whether you're into cricket and curling or golf and greyhounds, Top Sport will let you on for plenty. And with literally hundreds of markets from your own backyard to the international stage, Top Sport has you well covered. So if you want to get the top odds every time, bet with Top Sport. Top that. Download the app today. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Don't let the game play. You stay in control. Gamble responsibly. Welcome back, Supercoast 365 podcast, proudly brought to you again in season 2022 by topsport.com.au. Let's dive into this, Tommy. This is our teams and really our first team review of the season. I know we've played with it a little bit in the recent weeks, but this is it, isn't it? This is how we're hoping our team's going to line up for round one, pending some injuries or any news in the next couple of days, Wednesday, Thursday. But this is your team on screen, the Doja Cats. Talk us through it. Yeah, well, look, we've had a few goes in the last few weeks. 
doing our team reveals, but it really doesn't matter until today when the teams get named. So yeah, there was a few changes. Um, I suppose I'll start from the top. I did have a massive change of heart at hooker. Um, I was keen on Reed Marnie for weeks, but I don't know. I'm just, I really want some South flavor, especially this week coming up against Brisbane. Yeah. I'm keen on Damian Cook. Uh, what are your thoughts here? I don't hate it, and particularly um, we mentioned Ilias, his first game before, so maybe Cook does feel a little bit of responsibility to, I guess, help out in the attack, and this is uh, his, his best chance to do it, isn't it, against the Broncos team, which I won't say it's weak, but it's definitely not as strong as it could be with his old mate Adam Reynolds not there. Uh, elsewhere, though, you're playing with, it looks like, Cody Walker in the halves and Lachlan Ilias, so speaking of that South flavor, you're really loading up. Yeah, Cody Walker was a really late decision. It was only once Cleary was out that I thought I just wanted some star power in my team because I don't I don't have Turbo in my team. So I kind of, I don't know, if Turbo goes big, I need someone to try and combat that score and someone that could get over 100. And Cody Walker is very capable of doing that this week and most weeks going forward, let's be honest. Without Reynolds there, he's going to become the focal point of that side. Yep. So I want to have Walker in my team for at least a while. I saved a little bit of money sticking with Sean Johnson at halfback, I really like the Warriors' start to the year. If you have time, go look at the first five games. They're, they're good chance of being five from five if, if they played their best in every game because they'll be close to favourite in all those games. So I do like Sean Johnson. And probably the only other change is in the back line. I've gone to Zach Lomax. Um, mm. Saved a little bit of money getting rid of Cleary, so kind of put that into my back line and picked up Lomax. Yeah, we're both big on Lomax, aren't we? Uh, for those who are listening to this on the podcast, jump over to our YouTube and you can find all this. So it'll make sense when you see Tommy's team. Tommy, for those who, I guess, are in the car or listening elsewhere, maybe just go through the 1-13 to 13 and your reserves for the weekend if, if you can sort of settle on any four there now. Yeah, mate. So Teddy's going to be the fullback and captain. I think home the Knights, what a great game that is. Uh, Stags, Ramian, Lomax, and Billy Smith gets a run in the backs. Cody Walker and Sean Johnson in the halves. Uh, second rowers, Angus Crichton, Dave Fafita, and Ellie Katoa. I like him starting for the Warriors. Uh, mm-hmm. Payne Haas and a cheapie in Josh King, who, look, I could change that. Maybe to Ethan Bullymore. Jury's still out there. And Damian Cook is my hooker. And the four reserves are Kelma, Tuolungi, Lachlan Elias, Isaac Dungle, and Ryan Pappenhaus. Yeah, so I guess the popular strategy to gun fullbacks, you haven't cheaped out in your halves. I know you've sort of got some pods there, perhaps. It's funny we call Cody Walker a pod, but this time of the year, definitely he is at the price. And then you're playing the combination Johnson-Katoa down the Warriors, right? So uh, King there, look, he plays lock this weekend. How does he fit into that team in the coming weeks? I don't know, but you mentioned there's other options there. And at the price, you've got some money in the bank there, $72,000 available. He is an easy shift. So if you do change your heart between, as we say, we record on Tuesday night between Wednesday and uh, kickoff Thursday, there are some options there. Uh, otherwise, some cheapies on your bench. You have included the young Raiders. Uh, I think I called him Josh Schiller before. Is it, it's James Schiller, I think. Poor bloke. We don't, we don't even know his name, but I think a lot of people are in the same bloke. I think it is James Schiller. Yeah. I feel like him and Schneider are both, you really should just have them both. They're bottom price, and they're going to get a good run in this team, you'd think. So also Cooler will be very popular. Mm. And yeah, I'm pretty much settled now, mate. I'm very excited. Yeah, kickoff, uh, as we record this, 48 hours, just about on the dot, 7.48 p.m. Tuesday night. Uh, for me... Uh, I'll bring up mine here now. A little bit different, and I'm, you say you're very happy. I'm actually not sure that I am, uh, to be honest. So here's my team on the screens now. 
Uh, might start at the back there as well. Uh, this is going to be very popular this weekend, isn't it? James Tedesco, captain, Ryan Pappenhausen uh, floating around with the reserve on at the fullback slot. Uh, in my centres, now I've got a little bit different to you. I've sort of tried to stay as cheap as possible here and just get as many playing players as possible. I think the coming weeks, this could have implications. Obviously, we've seen the wet in Sydney this week. Uh, COVID's around. My thinking around this is, is just having the full squad and rotating these guys once they've made a bit of cash in and out and, and sort of targeting fixtures, not so much targeting players, if that makes sense. Uh, speaking of targeting fixtures, how about this? The halves, Walker and Kiri, both Roosters up against the Knights. So I've just about got the Roosters' spine there. Young, Ilias and Schneider on the bench as well. So uh, playing cheaper through the halves. Um, so I don't have the out-and-out -out gun like you do with Cody Walker, but I'm not too fussed at this point. Uh, you'll see there on your screen there, 145000 in the bank. So keeping a bit of money there. Look, the way I see it is, is I get a free look at Kiri this week. If he's no good, he looks injured, or if he doesn't look anywhere near his best, I can just swap him to Munster next week. Yes, I'm burning a trade, but I think Kiri's fixture against the Knights, it's too good to give up uh, while Munster isn't there against the Tigers. In the forward pack, uh, the back row, I've gone big here, which sort of goes against everything I've said in the preseason about not stacking too many dollars in the pack. But given the wet around Sydney, it's hard to look past, uh, again, a couple of roosters there in Crichton and Tupanua. They are try-scoring back rowers, so they'll get through their work, but they could easily cross for four points as well, if not even more than that. Uh, a pair of Titans as well, Fafita and Furmore. Uh, currently got him alongside Isaac Dungo and Ethan, or Ethan Bullymore, as I think he actually goes by. Uh, in the back row so again plenty of playing players there and some versatility in coming weeks if I do need to switch one out of those CTWs out and pushing Fermil and Tungle down the front row Payne Haas alongside uh, Jermaine Tanoa Brown Young Maney get on Spotify and listen to uh, Young Maney spit he's very very good uh, and on the bench, Andrew Fafita, Max King, a couple of cheap props there and at the top of the pile Brandon Smith and Chris Randall Again, targeting fixtures. I really like Brandon against the Tigers this week. No Harry Grant. No Cam McInnes available for selection. So I've gone to the next best in Brandon Smith. Playing around Marnie. I think Smith against the Tigers. He can get a try, maybe two. And Randall, obviously, the cheaper pick there of the hookers. So all of that considered, I'm not entirely happy like you maybe are, Tommy. But I'm not disappointed either. I think it's just a big week for points. We'll think about trades and trade boosts later. I'm not too disappointed to have that many roosters in the team either. Yeah, no, if I have any criticism of my own team, it's probably I don't have enough roosters because I really do like that fixture this week against Newcastle. And you've, I think you've got five. So, yeah. no, very exciting there. Uh, I like the fact you've got 145K in the bank because I do think that's going to come in handy. Obviously, we're going to make money on the bench. But with players like like you don't have Cleary or Turbo, you mm -hmm. do probably do want a little bit of money sitting there in case you really needed to get to one of the, those guys in the coming weeks. Uh, my only question for you... Chris Randall as one of your playing reserves instead of maybe a tango. Have you have you set it on Randall scoring this week away to oh, the Roosters? Again, it's sort of just um, I see the Roosters having a lot of the ball, and if he's playing through the middle, the Roosters keep it tight. He may have to make 45, 50 tackles. So uh, that's the way I'm seeing it. Whereas Dungo, I don't know what to expect. I haven't seen a lot of him, and it's wet mainly. I think as as recent as this afternoon into near favourites in that game. Uh, on the back of the Cleary News. So what that looks like out at Penrith, and Penrith's been underwater the past, uh, you know, three, four days. So could be uh, a wet track out there. And if he is to get nervous under the bright lights, then who's who's going to blame him? 
um, for mine. So again, I may not be entirely sold, but I'm just targeting these fixtures, names that I will get into this team sooner rather than later. I've already mentioned Munster, but Cleary, and any way I can find uh, the cap space for Turbo, maybe um, after round three or four. That's the way I'll be playing uh, my team to start. So, um, look, we'll put these on our socials as well. I guess uh, very quickly, I don't really need to go through one to 17, but there are some cheapies here on the bench, particularly around, I've said, the CDWs. I think that's where players will find their differences uh, this year, perhaps more so than last. Yeah, exactly right. And I think names like Schneider, Ilias, uh, Vallejo helps, Schiller, probably names we didn't even expect to see today. They're going to be massive, uh, massively important. And I do like your squad in as much as you've got 23 out of 25 players actually starting in that NRL team this week. Mm. So you've got a nice big squad and you're pretty much ready if there is any sort of COVID outbreak or lots of injuries. So I think uh, your team's really good in that aspect. Handy. And uh, of course... Again, I'm not entirely sold on this, like I've said a couple of times here, but targeting the fixtures, and I think I'll continue to do that for at least uh, this week and, and possibly, probably next as well. Uh, Tommy, lucky enough now to be joined by Dean Pollitt from Top Tippers. We mentioned it at the top. What a great initiative this is to uh, to join our tipping comp. We'll throw it up on our screens one more time before we bring Dean in, and here it is for you now. Top Tippers, download the app today, absolutely free of charge to play you can win up to $500 for first place and an NRL jersey for second place of a jersey of your choosing simply head over to your app store or google play and search top tippers and then once you're in the app uh, you can search for our competition sc365 listeners simple as that dean believe you got you down the line now mate uh thanks for joining us a uh, very exciting time of the year for you yeah, thank you, Ryan. So it's great to be on. Um, yeah, we're, I'm very excited. Where the footy is fast approaching, isn't it? Only a couple more days to go. It is obviously that first game, uh, the Panthers and the Seagulls. Some big news around today about Nathan Cleary. How has that shifted the markets and particularly uh, the game scores in the Top Tippers app? And what has that shown for the big uh, the big tippers? Or I guess it's hard to say the big tippers, but uh, some of those the percentages around who's tipping what. I'm sure that's changed on the back of that news. Yeah, look, it's um, it's definitely had an effect. Obviously, Cleary, uh, my understanding today from catching up with the news, he's now been ruled out of the game. Um, how it affects the the top tippers' game values, it doesn't. Our game values are actually uh, set in stone. So what you see within the application, if you have a, if you place your tip on, say the Penrith, it won't affect the game values, but it certainly has had an effect on the betting market. And a popular tactic within the top tippers application is people paying attention to what's actually happening on the betting market. Yeah. Um, that, you know, if something shortens or if there's a discrepancy between my values and what the betting market is saying, you can find yourself a little edge there. But um, I've certainly changed my tip today. Uh, I, uh, I definitely had the Panthers, but now I'm starting to think maybe Manly could be pretty good value sure a lot of others will here i've just put up our tips so tommy and i is on your screen now and that is the only game that we we differ on on the weekend uh on in fact so i'm sticking with penrith at this point uh, i think the home ground advantage will be too good but uh, tommy you think the other way yeah well i just think as dean said there um with the points you can get a little bit of value compared to the betting and 2.5 points for manly i couldn't say no to that um just quickly dean great to have you on great to have you involved this year with our podcast um 
talking about the bonuses on top tippers. I've read a lot about them. The smug tip There's another one out there. Could you maybe talk the viewers through those, uh, through those bonuses for us? Yeah. So our, our bonuses are unique. Um, to give you a bit of a, I suppose to go into depth of the, what they are, um, a lot of research was done into this application. We did over a decade of data analysis um, and we formulated different sort of tipping styles, you know, players who would be more inclined to tip the favorites versus players that would be more inclined to tip the roughies. So we kind of developed the, the two unique bonuses, the, the heater bonus and the smug tip, which um, you've sort of just touched on. The heater bonus is uh, favors the person that does tip the favorite, uh, typically. Um, the way that works is if you get four games right in a row, from then on, your points uh, double automatically. So it's really good to get that sequence going um, and to pick winners. And obviously the, the, the teams more favored to win are more likely, but you score less points. Whereas the smug tip, which is sort of a homage to my you know schoolmates because this is something we uh, did in our tipping comps and whatnot if you pick the team that no one else picks which is typically speaking a massive roughie yeah it's instant double points but through that decade of data analysis that we did in sort of structuring the the bonuses and why it's four games versus the the smug tip which is the roughies we realized that the typical size tipping comp is about six players and they perfectly balance out at a, in a comp like that. So if a comp has six players, yep. you know, going into the, the betting market and why that's such a great indicator and so, like, to, for the probability of the, the actual results, they really counteract each other really well. So for all those people who are, you know, signing up to top tippers at the moment, it's great to have, we've had such a massive influx and, Thank you guys for getting behind it. We've certainly seen the your your tipping comp really start to get some numbers, which is good. Um, yeah, they, they really complement each other quite well. Um, we also have the stock standard bonuses. A lot of people who are familiar with tipping comps have like the, the joker rounds or the double rounds, but we've thrown in a triple round as well, as yeah, well wow. as the final frenzy as well. That also doubles all the points during the final series as well. So they're, they're sort of the our bonuses. We, they basically will produce big swings. And mm. if you find yourself in last place, but you have a, a good week or two, you can really catapult yourself up to the top of the ladder, which makes it quite an exciting and engaging uh, platform. Yep, and obviously you mentioned there the average number of six. I think we've got 46 as we went to air tonight. and we. You we guys are doing particularly well, yeah. As many as, <laughs> as, many as possible to jump uh, behind us and get involved in the competition. Uh, you'll see the branding up on your screens now, or if you can't and you're listening to us, there it is, top tippers. That's what's to look out for uh, in your app stores or, or right across wherever you get yours. Dean, uh, before we let you go, mate, because I know you've probably got to get back to uh, your dinner time as we record this, tell us, mate, your best tip of the weekend and, and I guess maybe where do you like a bit of value as well? Um, oh, the big news is the Raiders, I think. Um, they lost Fogarty, um, which is going to be a big loss. They've got two debutants coming. They're the halfback, which I can't pronounce his name, um, and then Schneider. they've got Brett Mullins. Like Rob Schneider. Nephew. Rob, yeah, yeah, that's it. Brad Schneider, that's the one. Um, they've also got Brett Mullins' nephew, uh, Dave Doing, but I think Fogarty's going to be a big loss. And that's yeah. a, they're both a dollar ninety. Plus, Nico Hines is he's a great player. 
it'd be interesting to see how he goes for the Sharks. So my my tip for the week is the the Sharkies. Um, but it's it's a bit of a crab shoot this week. The, the first couple of rounds, well, all the you know everyone's still trying to find their feet and. Yeah. It's, it's a, I, I looked at the field this week and I sort of scratched my head and I made the game. <laughs> yeah. Might so, be a good week uh, to go the go the outsiders on the top tip is app if we're not sure, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, that's it. So, but guys, thank you very much for having me. It's um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the year. It's gonna be good. No worries. We might catch up with you uh, if not next week in the next couple of weeks as well. We can sort of uh, keep pushing this. Tell us uh, before we do let you go though. People can continue to sign up throughout the season, of course, and then given those bonuses, you're never really out of the game. So, uh, good chance if you yeah. miss it for this week, you can still jump in and be a real shot at that 500. Yeah, exactly. And if you find yourself even at the halfway point of the season, having a lot of fun and going, "Geez, why didn't I get?" you know so and so on board when it first start you can run multiple competitions through your account and if you start a new competition halfway through the year everyone actually starts at zero and the reason we've designed it that way is to get people to come on board where it's an even clean slate yeah you know there's nothing worse when you join halfway through the year and you know the person leading is in like an unreachable total and you're kind of just wasting your time but if everyone started in an even playing field that doesn't affect any of their other competitions you know you can you can pick it up whenever and um yeah look guys we just hope people sign up and play a lot of work's been put into this we're really excited and yeah let, let's get the footy underway hey Absolutely. The countdown's on. Uh, big thanks to you, Dean. As I said, we'll catch up with you in a couple of weeks or maybe at the midway point of the season and we'll talk uh, the way that things are panning out and we might even be able to get a little bit more insight as to who uh, the big players are tipping in the coming weeks. I look forward to it. All right. Thank you, Ryan. One more reminder. There it is. Download the app as you see it there. Top tippers, free to play. We can't stress it enough. Get involved. Take on Tommy and I and your fellow listeners of the Supercoach365 podcast. And of course, we'll plug this one more time. Never too late to get involved with our overall group. Thanks to Top Tippers, Dean and the crew doing an amazing job. They've put up $500 and an NRL jersey uh, as well for our overall group. Proudly brought to you in 2022 by Top Tippers. Tommy, that's just about us for tonight. A big show, a massive show even. Uh, Teamless Tuesday, there was plenty to get through. I think we got through it. Absolutely, mate. Very exciting time of the year and a big show to boot. Uh, two days away, as we say, from the start of the season. Uh, looking forward to it. Time for the talk to stop, though, isn't it? Because uh, teams are in. Our teams are in as well. Big thanks to everyone who's tuned in tonight or in the lead-up to Thursday night across the weekend as well. This is the Supercoach365 podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at Supercoach365, Instagram, Facebook as well subscribe turn your bell on all of that leave a couple of comments on youtube for us as well this is ryan and tommy supercoach 365 enjoy your footy this weekend we'll chat to you soon mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.